What's up, guys? And welcome back to the Life is Aris podcast coming full circle. I'm Aris, and on today's podcast episode, we are going to be discussing the many ways that we can all cope, but do it in a healthy manner. I'm going to talk about reading, self-awareness, and more. Now let's jump right in to the episode. So over this past drill weekend, I was sharing a room with my best friend, Lara, and we were brainstorming this particular episode. I was telling her I really had no idea which direction I was going to go for this week's episode, and um, she asked me a very important question. She said, well, I see you're an avid reader. You're always reading. Um, How did you get into reading? And thanks to her, we now have this episode of the podcast. Um, So I basically told her that reading is how I learned to cope. Anytime anything in my life was going downhill, um, I picked up a book and really allowed myself to get lost in reading. Um, I've done this since I was very young. I was about 12 years old when I lost my oldest cousin. Um... We were very close. We grew up together in the Dominican Republic. And I remember that this was the year I picked up my very first like chapter book um, or novel. Um, and since then, I have used reading as like my go-to coping method. Um, I think it's a healthy way to cope without really running away from the issues that you are facing in your life. Um, And really, anytime that my life gets turned upside down, I pick up a book. And today, I'm going to tell you a little bit about all of my favorite books. Um, This is going to be a little lengthy of a podcast because I'm going to give you a slight summary and some teasers to the books that I have read in my life. So let's go ahead and start. The very, very first book I ever read at 13 years old was The Outsiders by S.E. Hinton. Um, I don't think that I should have been reading this book as a 13-year-old, but I did. And it grew to be one of my favorite books, and I always found myself going back to it. Um, So The Outsiders is about a 14-year-old boy named Ponyboy Curtis. Uh, Ponyboy is part of a gang called the Greasers, who were known for causing trouble um, in their neighborhoods. The novel follows Ponyboy as his life gets thrown off course after a rival gang, the Sox, beat him and one of his friends up. Um, The story focuses on familial bounds, friendships, class conflicts, loyalty, and it is just a whirlwind. Um, There's a lot of violence in this book, hence why I said I probably should not have been reading this book as a 13-year-old girl, um, or I should say a 13-year-old child. However, they made a movie years and years later, and I will always love the book more than the movies. And I think this is the case for a lot of the books that I read that become movies. Um, Very rarely do I like the movie more than I actually liked or enjoyed the book. Um, So next up is a book that I recently read. It is Verity by Colleen Hoover. Um, This book really had me in its grips like from the moment I opened the book to the very end in the ending ending in such a cliffhanger which I absolutely hated the ending 
the cliffhanger to this book is just terrible at least in my opinion because it just leaves you guessing at the very last second whether everything you read was a lie um so just to summarize really quick uh verity is about a struggling writer her name is lowen ashley who is at the brink of financial ruin um when she accepts the job offer of a lifetime she has been looking up to this best-selling author her name is verity crawford and verity is unable to finish a series of books that she began before she got into a car accident that pretty much left her completely unable to write uh verity's husband jeremy hires lowen to finish and complete the remaining books of a very successful series um, because his wife is unable to finish it. But what Lowen doesn't know is that she's going to be required to go live with Jeremy and Verity at their house so she is able to dig through all of the manuscripts, boxes, look into any sort of research that Verity was doing in the process of writing the remaining books for the series. But... Lowen is about to find a manuscript that is going to make her sick to her stomach which was written by Verity about all of the horrible things that she has done and she dives deep about what led her to the car accident. Um, I'm a huge fan of this book. I'm a huge fan of Colleen Hoover. I have not read a single Colleen Hoover book that at the end of it I say well, I absolutely hated this. Um, she's a great writer. Uh, she there is a lot of controversy going on, or throughout the past couple of years around surrounded around Colleen Hoover. But I am a loyal fan of hers and her writing. Um, none of her good books have been created into movies yet. I know that there is a movie in the works, and I really cannot wait to watch it and see because she is one of the directors see how they're going to combine the book and the movie and see if it's going to correlate at all um so the next book is called the perfect marriage by geneva rose um this book i don't even remember why or when i picked it up i just remember i was i had just finished reading um which book was it i had just finished reading a book on my kindle i was like okay what should I read next and at the end of every book that you finish reading Kindle suggests books that are like that one so I remember reading The Perfect Marriage and being like what the heck um I'm the type that I like to have a physical book I also like reading on Kindle and I read and listen to the audiobook I like 2x speed because I read pretty fast um at the same time so a lot of people are like how do you finish so many books because I'm listening and reading at the same time at the speed that I'm reading so which is like 2x time um so the perfect marriage tells the story of a married couple Sarah and Adam Morgan um when Adam is charged with his mistress's murder Sarah who is a top criminal defense attorney defends her husband now I know that this really wouldn't happen in real life um attorneys can't represent their family members but for the purpose of this book that detail made it super interesting um adam is convicted of his mistress's murder um and sentenced to death but at the end of the book um you'll know the true meaning behind the saying hell hath no fury like a woman scorned uh this book was addicting 
Um, I loved every minute that I read this book. I think I read this book in the three-hour train ride to Maryland. Um, and I just could not stop flipping page after page after page. Uh, it truly was a great book. I wish there was another one that followed this and was created into a series. So if Geneva Rose would just write a part two of this book, I would greatly appreciate that. Um, the next book is The Five People You Meet in Heaven by Mitch Albom. Personally, I have a collection of books. Um, some I collect solely based on two or three books that I've read on this author. But this is one of those collections that I have read every single book that I own more than once. Mitch Albom is a really amazing writer. He's a great storyteller and most of his books really speak to me. So this book, The Five People You Meet in Heaven, is about an old man named Eddie. And Eddie is working as a maintenance man for an amusement park that's by the ocean. Uh, On his 83rd birthday, Eddie is on shift and he is doing the maintenance on one of the carts in the ride. Um, It's a free fall ride and he notices that one of the carts comes off the tracks. But before he can fully tell his co-worker who's at the bottom and is operating the ride that the ride is malfunctioning, the co-worker Dominguez is already loading kids into the ride. Um... And that's when Eddie notices that a young girl is standing too close to the tracks as the cart is about to fly off. Um, So he rushes to get her out of the way, dying as the cart hits him. Um, This is one of those books that will pull at your heartstrings for sure. It'll leave you reading it over and over again. And honestly, it's one of my favorite Mitch Album books. Um, Literally the very first line, it starts with such a powerful quote. And it reads, all endings are also beginnings. We just don't know it at the time. I think I've read this particular book over six times. And that one single quote that I have highlighted in the book at the very beginning finds its way to give the things that I am going through at the moment I pick up that book a meaning. Uh, One of the times I picked up this book was when I was going through my first divorce and just that quote alone all things all endings are also beginnings we just don't know it at the time um spoke to me so much in that moment in my life um so definitely a book I suggest reading whether you're going through something or you're not going through something I think everyone should read the five people you meet in heaven um he has a whole series of books. Some are two-part series, some are standalone books, but The Five People You Meet in Heaven is really an amazing book and I 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, one of the next books that I read, this is going to be the last book I'm going to talk about, is Make Your Bed. Make Your Bed, right? This book and its title alone is like, all right, this author is about to have me do stuff that I don't want to do. Um, this book is by Admiral William McRaven. Um, when I tell you this book completely changed my life, I mean it. It is one of those books you pick up more than once and end up learning something new about yourself every single time. Or you develop a new outlook after reading it. So Admiral McRaven gave the commencement speech at the University of Texas at Austin. 
He discussed the 10 significant lessons he learned from his difficult time during his Navy SEAL training. Um, his speech went viral on YouTube and later resulted into this book. Um, this book really teaches you to like dive deep and have discipline and self-discipline and find meaning to your life. Um, so three of the lessons that are my favorite that he talks about in this book are one, Making your bed the first thing in the morning can lead to the many tasks completed, to many other tasks completed by the end of the day. So when you make your bed in the morning, that is your very first task completed. So when I was in boot camp, um, we were required to make our bed every morning. That was our first task of the day. You get up, you make your bed, you make your bunk, hospital corners and all. While at the time I didn't understand why the hell we were doing hospital corners on a twin-size bed, it taught me discipline. It taught me that making that first accomplishment set me up for success the rest of the day. The second lesson is if you want to change the world, never ever ring the bell. Um, Admiral McRaven talks about this bell that Navy SEALs would ring when they were ready to just throw in the towel and completely give up and drop out of the navy seal training program um so when you think about all the stuff that you go through in your life that really just makes you want to quit makes you want to just ring that bell but you can't change the world if you give up so this lesson right here is like never give up because you'll never see the changes that you want to see in the world Um, And the third and final lesson is find someone to help you paddle if you want to make a real difference in the world. Um, I believe at one point in his book, Admiral McRaven talks about them being on like a little canoe or some type of boat and they were all paddling, but everyone was paddling at their own pace and in their own way. But instead, he... I guess, in the situation directed for everyone to paddle together in the same direction. Um, And it made a difference in their race. So this just says, like, you don't have to do things alone. Find someone to help you. And find someone to help you paddle through the deep stuff that you go through in your life. Um, Recently, over the weekend, we spoke to a group of soon-to-be airmen so right now they're in the delayed entry program and we really harped on mental health um the air force does a great job um i think a lot of the branches in the military itself now are doing a great job in promoting mental health and really letting people know that it's okay not to be okay and that you are not alone so um just this book alone like in all those just those three lessons alone really um can change your life so those are the books that i have read completely love um and i really think that using reading as a coping mechanism is one of the healthiest ways that we can cope with the things that we have going on in our lives um i also have other strategies that i like to exercise when I'm going through tough times um I like to journal um 
I journal, I used to journal a lot more uh, because after I suffered my stroke, I couldn't remember a lot of the things that I had gone through. So I would journal every day in hopes that I wouldn't forget the things that I was going through. Um, I also enjoy, like I said, reading. I enjoy um, going for walks, um, talking to my friends and leaning on my friends for anything and everything. I have a very tight-knit group of friends that I consider to be very, very close to me. And I will go to them with anything and everything. I also listen to music and at times I'll work out if I'm looking for a healthy way to cope. Um, And you know, in the past month since my family and I lost my great grandmother and I was on bereavement leave and I remember that I had three days of bereavement and I said to myself, well, I can sit here and allow myself to fall into a depression over the sudden loss of my great-grandmother or I can choose a different way to cope um, or a familiar way to cope. So, you know, my first day I acknowledged I allowed myself to be sad. I allowed myself to cry. I allowed myself to bask in the loss and the mourning of my, and mourning the death of my great-grandmother. But the next day I said, that's enough. I had to be self-aware with myself because I can easily fall into depression. Um, So I picked up a book and I read Verity by Colleen Hoover in a day. The next book I read was um, The Alchemist. That was the second day. The third day, I remember reading... um, it was another book, I Know Who You Are, and I read that, and the next day, I read a different book, and in those three days of bereavement, I read four books, and, you know, it wasn't an avoidance of what was going on in my life, it was more in self-awareness that if I continued to be sad, I was going to go down the rabbit hole of no return especially when it comes to me and my depression I'm a bit of an extremist and once I'm in deep there's really no way of getting me out um, or getting myself out it becomes very challenging for me to get myself out of these depressive thoughts and depressive moods Um, so I really hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast and thanks to spotify for hosting the podcast just remember uh make sure you head over the life as iris podcast on instagram at life as iris podcast to stay updated on all new episodes please also make sure you give this podcast a rating on whatever platform you are listening on and let me know what you think um if you're listening on spotify at the very bottom of the podcast there's a q a uh feel free to shoot your suggestions on there i do read them often um and that's pretty much it as always be kind pray and love one another and i'll see you on the next one bye